On this episode of Girls Like Me UG, we have Yvonne Zabu in studio to talk about mental health and what it means to look after one's mental state. Can we tell the difference between having a bad couple of days, being in a funk, or when we need to talk to someone or seek professional help? Join us in part one of this series on mental health. So hi everybody, my name is Yvonne Zabu, Z-A-B-U, yes, gold. <laughs> I am a clinical psychologist. I'm finishing up my training at Makerere University. I started in South Africa. I have a passion for children, I would say. Mm. Children, but everybody who can think and talk and make decisions for themselves and is open to new ideas, new things, and changing in a positive way. Mm. I'm curious, what led you down this path, actually? Because I don't, most people be like, I want to be like a neurosurgeon and, and tons <laughs> and tons of money. What made you decide to go down this path? I was exactly like one of those people. I wanted to be a doctor. And then I got to medical school and I realized I don't want to be a doctor. (laughs) So the only thing, because I was lucky, I was doing pre-medicine in the U.S. Mm. So one of the things they do is they make you do a minor. So I liked my minor, which was psychology. So when I went home and explained myself, at first they were upset. Mm -hmm. But then eventually they were like, okay, do what you want. And so I ended up in psychology. But more than that, I have a family with a varied history of mental illness everything Mm. from addiction to like the most extreme version of mental illness you can think of is Mm. in my family yeah i think a lot of us can actually speak to that because mental illness today if we look at it um it's similar to what was say going on about 20 years ago with hiv Mm. there was not a single family that wasn't touched by it Mm -hmm. so i have a brother who has schizophrenia so i know what you mean in terms of if you have to deal with family members who do actually have mental illnesses, I don't want to say suffer, mm-hmm. but who do have these mental illnesses. Mm-hmm. So it's encouraging first and foremost to see this young, beautiful girl decide to take go down this path <laughs> because we know it's you must have the passion in order to, to take on having to deal with cases like this. Exactly. Yeah. So we're just going to talk about uh, mental health right now and I'm just going to kick off with my own experience. And it's a, it's a funny thing when we talk about um, cases to do with depression and anxiety because uh, it's something that I have been through personally and I'm, I'm sure a lot of people also testify to this. So I remember when I was quite young as a teenager and having gone through this and feeling like my whole world had come to an end. And the funny thing with depression is that you don't even know what it is. You just feel like something is off and yeah. you almost feel like it's a point of um, paranoia, like it's all in your head. Because mm-hmm. uh, even the people around you can assure you that, no, you're fine, you're, you're fine. okay. Mm-hmm. And you're saying, but I'm not okay. And yeah. because it's not shown physically, because you're walking, talking, breathing, you're, you're carrying on with your life, people tend to dismiss it as something that is not that serious. And I remember if I had not had a friend at that moment tell me that you will be okay and that I am here for you, I think maybe things might have taken the turn for the worst for me. But I, at the time I was still a teenager, so I remember later on dismissing that as just teenage hormones. Like, okay, as a girl, and I'm still a bit of a drama queen till this day, but I felt that that was just me being extra. You know, you're just being extra, like thinking, oh my gosh, my world has come to an end, what's the point of living? And then much later on in my adult life to see these cycles keep popping up where I would just feel like something's wrong, but I don't know exactly what it is. And the beauty is that I had family members once again who would recognize. I remember my brothers especially would pick up on it and my sister. (laughs) They could pick up on it and be like, are you okay? Is everything Mm -hmm. all right? And be able to walk me through the process and to be in a judgment-free zone when I'm saying that this is how I feel. I don't feel like, you know, getting up in the morning today. I, I didn't feel like showing up to work. I did not feel like eating. I didn't, well, eating might be an exaggeration. I still loved food, but you know, you just don't <laughs> feel like doing the normal things that you want to do. Yeah. So what does it mean to be mentally, to look after your mental state of mind mm-hmm. and also how to recognize when something is not just you having a bad day and, you, and it being something more serious? What's the difference? Um, for the first question, what does it mean to take care of yourself? It's very simple. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to be different. I could say something for myself that works perfectly for me and something that works perfectly for you would be completely different. So I can't really speak on that in depth, but all I can say is it involves you taking the time to just think and understand what it is that you need. So for some people, it's jogging. I have a friend who she has to wake up every morning and jog. If she doesn't do that, 
She's not going to have a good day. Or even when she's had a bad day, the first thing she does is go get her running shoes Mm. and run. But for me, I can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. I I second that. I think even Kathy's going to. I can't. can't, Don't. I'm sorry. Like for me, my idea of a good, like if I've had a really bad day, most of the time what I do is I really treat myself. And I'm not not a massage type Mm. of person, but I know people who do that as well. For me, I'm going to get a book, Mm. get good food, or maybe get chocolate, and maybe watch a series. Mm. But I'll be alone. I'll be at home. Yeah, so there's so many things you can do. And I think that's the only good thing that I could say the internet can be good for mm-hmm. is helping you figure out what it is that you need to feel better. But mm-hmm. you, most of the time you already know because yeah. it's the things you love to do and you, you usually find you haven't had a chance to do them. Mm-hmm. And then speaking to the difference between a bad day and actually having a mental illness, mm-hmm. I would say a mental illness is many bad days in a row. So it's feeling like you're not okay. So like for depression, anything over two weeks, if you feel like two weeks and you've been, every day you wake up, like regularly you're waking up and you're going, I can't do this, but somehow you manage to do it or somehow you don't, or you're just in a bad mood. Like depression is different as well for very many people. But basically what happens is as you wake up every day for like two weeks, at two weeks, that's when you should be on some, okay, this is, I need to go and look for help. For other mental illnesses, the time period, like always a time period is going to make a difference. Just know that whenever you, whenever it's been going on for a while, that's when you should go and seek help. Mm-hmm. But if you feel like it was one day in March, and then like another day in June, then those might just be your regular bad, bad days. Bad days. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like to, I actually like that because, <laughs> like I said, some of us can. <laughs> <laughs> bad drama queen. Thank you very much. Some of us yeah. might actually take it too far. Now mm-hmm. you mentioned having to. To seek help so who do we go to what's the who are, who are the different uh could i call them caregivers or professional medical people we go to is it a counselor is it a psychiatrist is it a psychologist who exactly do we seek out let's say for example i know it's been going on for two weeks so now i figure something's up so now i need someone mm-hmm. to talk to yeah to a certain extent it depends on what you need mm-hmm. so to begin with there's about five mm-hmm. people who you can go to there's a um, so I'll start from the bottom. There's a counselor. You could go to a counselor. Like me, once I, I trained in South Africa. So in South Africa, you do your three years, mm-hmm. then you do one year extra, then you do six months of training, mm-hmm. and you can counsel people. Yeah. And that a counselor would be the kind of person who you go to when you're not sure that you have a mental illness, but you're feeling like you have a mental illness, or maybe you're just having a family problem or a relationship issue. A counselor is a perfect person to go to. Mm -hmm. And usually they catch you before it becomes an actual mental illness as well. So before Mm -hmm. it becomes anxiety, before it becomes depression. Yeah. So then from there, the next person I would say would be a psychologist. And in psychologists, there's so many different types. There's a clinical psychologist and then there's a counseling psychologist. Mm -hmm. So a counseling psychologist does what the counselor does, but at a higher level. And then the clinical psychologist does what the counselor and the counseling psychologist do, mm-hmm. but she does it with more of a clinical eye. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then the psychiatrist approaches your mental illness from a biological view. Mm-hmm. So for a psychiatrist is going to be like, you're saying you're feeling sad? What ca- which kind of antidepressant can I give you? You're saying you're feeling anxiety? What can I do to make this anxiety stop? Biologically, they're, you always they're going to head towards drugs. Mm-hmm. A good psychiatrist and a good psychologist will work hand in hand because mm-hmm. sometimes drugs work for you, sometimes something else is going to work for you. And the mm-hmm. psychologist is always the something else. Mm-hmm. And then at a lower level, there's now mental health workers who are usually at the village levels. Mm-hmm. And those people usually just, it's about screening. So it's catching the person in their home and saying, this person isn't well, mm-hmm. go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, that's great. I didn't know all these things, so it's it's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> I know, no. I I used to think that in a way they all do the same thing. Mm. They just help people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, conclusively, for me, they help people, <laughs> which is true, <laughs> which is true. But also because, like you see, like here here in Uganda, mm-hmm. it's very difficult to have to find someone who's going to get up mm-hmm. and actually go for help mm-hmm. because the idea of someone finding out or someone knowing that you actually have a problem, yes. they don't want to be called, eh? and who are you going to say, Ndimuralu? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yet, true, true, yet true. If, you, if, if you stay in that position, things are going to get worse. Yeah. So if, I think it also goes back to if people didn't care about labels, mm. the labels are an issue mm. of if it doesn't matter what the other person says, the thing is, are you okay? Mm. Like, take care of yourself. Yeah. Like, personally, when I go through a phase of 
what's happening in my mind because I'm a script writer or a screenwriter. So sometimes when you're done with work, like you have a whole period of say three months mm-hmm. and you're working, you're writing, they're telling you change this, write that, rewrite this. Mm-hmm. It's a crazy place to mm-hmm. be in. And then you're writing a script that has say 12 voices or seven. Mm-hmm. Those are different people speaking. That's, mm-hmm. that's madness <laughs> for itself, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's just madness, sort of madness. So when you're done with that work and your mind is exhausted, so you, you, you tend to, there's a particular attitude you have towards people because they're in a different zone, you're in a different zone. You're exhausted, your mind is burnt out, and you don't want anyone to stress you anymore. Mm-hmm. Or like when you're working and the voices are speaking in your head mm-hmm. because you, you, you're stuck at something. So sometimes I ask myself, am I mad? Mm-hmm. Or is it, is it the work that I do? Mm-hmm. So it, 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 it puzzles you. Like... You, you can't call yourself mad. You can't say, I have a mental illness. In this moment, it is work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> the, the characters are speaking mm-hmm. until you finish that job. Mm-hmm. So when you finish that job, the voices go. stop. Yeah. They go because the work is done. Yeah. So am I mentally ill <laughs> or is it work? Is it work? You're not mentally yeah. ill. Exactly. Yeah, you're definitely not mentally ill. That's why I say it's different. And the easiest thing to do is to go ask. But like you said, it's really, really hard to stand up and go ask. Mm. I know people who are therapists themselves mm. and they're unable to ask for help. Yes. As in, there's yeah. a lot of stigma towards mental health in Uganda. There's a lot of ignorance, I want to say. Maybe let's say lack of knowledge. Ingr- mm. Ignorance is a very strong word, but lack mm. of knowledge and lack of awareness. Yes. Mm. And that's what people are trying to change right now. Mm. And that's why you have people talking about these things right now. That's why October is World Mental Health. Well, October 13th, between October 9th and October 13th is World Mental Health Day. Mm. And then, but the whole of October, people suddenly start remembering that these are the things we need to be talking about. Mm. And... I think one of you guys said that Uganda is number six. Yeah, yeah, in Africa. But that's also because Uganda is number one in entrepreneurship in the world. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't be quoted exactly on that. Mm-hmm. But usually, because we're all struggling so hard to make money, to build lives for our families and ourselves, because of all of that, it means that we have a lot more stress to deal with and yeah. we do not have networks to catch us when we break. Yeah. yeah. Because like for you, for example, when you're burnt out, when you go home, do people understand that you're burnt out or do they want you to hang? Do they want you to laugh and sit with them? Yeah. Are they going to understand and say, guys, I'm actually burnt out. I need to go and sit and relax. Mm. Mm. That's actually quite important, knowing that um, if you do have the support system that understands that after the kind of work that you do, yeah. you just need to relax and just take a time out and you cannot always be switched on. Yeah, Because in a moment, you sort of need to be recharged. You, to you need a break. You need a break from your life, so to speak. You need a break from all the activities. So you're just thinking to yourself, you know, I need some time off. Mm-hmm. So um, one of the things now that I had wanted us to also tackle was um, having to, let's say, what other steps someone should take if someone for example let's say you work at a job uh, and it's specifically highly stressful uh, maybe you have a boss who's a bully because a lot of people have that you know it's a toxic work environment whatever the case may be and after a while maybe many months of having to put up with this you now have recognized that okay i have identified the problem mm-hmm. it's not so much that it's it is me. me. Mm-hmm. It is the environment that mm-hmm. I'm in. Yeah. What are the practical steps someone can start taking? And it doesn't only have to be work environment. It could be a situation in a relationship. It could be family. It could be romantic. It mm-hmm. could be any of those. A friendship. What are the steps to take when you're feeling that distressed and you almost feel like your world is sort of crumbling around you? I don't know if you're going to like my answer. <laughs> the, first <laughs> <laughs> the very first step is to remember that you have a choice. Yeah. I think a lot of us get stuck in where we are and what we're doing and who we're with. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I chose this guy. It's not working. It's been mm-hmm. four years, but I have to stay because I chose him. And you wasted no. those four years. <laughs> how are people going to see exactly. you going back? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So you just, the first step, Remember, you have a choice. And then from there, it's deciding what choice you're making. Because a lot of the time people find that when they're anxious about something, angry about something, or confused, Mm -hmm. it's simply because they haven't decided or because they feel like they didn't decide something. Mm -hmm. So the easiest example would be the average African child between 20 and 35 did not choose what they wanted to do in university. They were given specific options, Mm -hmm. and they were told, you will go and do this. 
and so they go through life and then they finish and they graduate and they have a job and they hate the job but they cannot say i hate this job because i didn't choose this job for myself yeah but you see catching it earlier on eh? understanding that okay i don't have a choice mm. to the extent of i don't have a choice to choose what i want to do unless i'm going to pay for it myself and i don't have that money i'm 18 mm-hmm. but you can always say okay i don't have the money i, can, I have to do this because they're the ones paying for this mm. just deciding and understanding that okay i had no choice in this and this hurts mm. that gives you so much freedom to then go forward and make other decisions from that i've met so many people who have been able to like get out of where they were mm-hmm. and build new lives and mm-hmm. build new spaces. So, for example, if you're in a workspace mm-hmm. and your job is terrible, like your work rates are not the best, like they're all competing for employee of the month, your boss is not understanding, gives too much work, goes over hours, all of that, and you, but you need the money. Yes. And yeah, you know, it's job. Kampala. Mm-hmm. You, it's not that hard. It's not that easy to get a job. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Like the only thing you really can't do in that situation might be like for some, for very many people, is to just accept that this is what I have to deal with. But then from there, how do I get out of it? Mm-hmm. Do I need to save money? Do I need to start a business? Do I need to be quietly looking for another job on the sidelines? Mm-hmm. Just understand that I have a choice. I don't need to be here forever. I, I think it still goes back to background. Mm-hmm. Like how were you raised? Are you able to make decisions mm-hmm. on your own? And are you okay with mm-hmm. the decisions that you're making? Mm. Yeah? Someone can make a decision for you, yes. But at the end of it all, how do you go about these very mm-hmm. same decisions? Mm-hmm. Have you accepted it? If you've said yes, okay, fine, this is going to happen. But what can I change about it? Yeah. If we never take responsibility for ourselves, if we always play the victim card, yes. you can never get anywhere. Yeah. But if what is me? Yeah, mm. but if if you if you tend to understand that, at the end of it all, no matter what happens, you're responsible mm-hmm. for what happens to you. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter the deciding factor, mm-hmm. but after that, you can change things. Mm. It's not that difficult. Yeah. But because we tend to sit and sulk and be like, oh my god. Yeah, I can't mm-hmm. move on. Mm-hmm. I can't do this. He broke my heart. Mm-hmm. I'll never find another person to love. Yeah. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. I'll never get yeah, another the, job like yeah. this. Or am I crazy? Yes. Mm. Yeah. yeah, the world is so big. Mm-hmm. For me, that's what consoles me, actually. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, there were, there's so many amazing people. There's so many beautiful opportunities. Like, mm-hmm. it's up to you. Do you get up and say, today has happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's okay. Deal with that day. Mm. Deal with whatever has happened. Then tomorrow, wake up. It's a new day. Yeah. It's another 12 hours to mm. go through. Mm. Go through those 12 hours. Because if you don't, you're still going to go back this thing that happened before. Mm. Then you're going to cry. The tears will stop. Then you start telling everybody <laughs> else what happened to you. Yeah. Then they'll look at you and they're thinking. Then they'll also advise you mm-hmm. and tell you, but you know what? This has happened. Mm-hmm. But you can do this. Move on. Mm. And you don't listen. You're still you stuck in your... Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's all about us. In cases where also how we talk to ourselves, the internal dialogue yeah. is also very important. Yeah. Because someone, and I'm sure people have heard this before, if the way you speak isn't the way you'd speak to your best friend mm-hmm. or yeah. to your child, let's say someone whom you love, mm-hmm. yeah. then why are you doing that to yourself? Mm. Because the entire di- internal dialogue sometimes, or even the narrative, it feels like it, it doesn't shut up. It's yeah. just constantly going. If yeah. it's, oh, you're, you're horrible at your job, you don't even know what you're doing, you're stupid, you're this, you're this, mm-hmm. and you're accepting it, and you're just like, yeah, 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 I, you know, I'm always a mess, I, I'm always the person who's late, coming to the meetings late, yeah. I always seem scattered during presentations, yeah. Yeah. I always, so it yeah. must so be So you believe that about yourself. You start yourself. to believe that hype. Yeah. So I think it's, there's an importance in how we change our dialogue, and what I'm loving, I would love to hear from you, Yvonne, is are there certain, are there any tricks that we can use to sort of <laughs> stop that dialogue and sort of change it to a more positive, kinder narrative? Yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, let me try and think of yes. one which I can share with you without sharing all of our secrets. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think the easiest way to say it is to say that you need to just, it goes back to the whole self-care. Mm. And it goes back to understanding what you need. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that you'll see it on TV, like how people put post-its on their mirrors, mm-hmm. or like they take a moment every morning in the morning to say, you're beautiful, you're loved, you're special, yeah. you can do this. Like it all sounds like hogwash. Yeah, and cliche Cheesy. and useless. Mm. Yeah. But it actually works. Okay. But if that's not what, like, 
if that's not what works for you, then the easiest way to think of it is do something along the lines of find something that works for you. Mm -hmm. So you could write your journal and then you say that I purpose to write in my journal five positive things about myself. Okay. If that doesn't work for you, you say I purpose to listen to music that is uplifting. If that doesn't work for you, you say I purpose to read something that's uplifting. Yes. Mm. I purpose to go and find people who give me positive energy, who wake mm. up and they come and they be like, oh, Soler, mm. you look beautiful today. Oh, this, you know, people who are going to like, you yeah. can do this. Mm. You find what works for you. Yeah. Like for me, I tried journaling mm. in high school, didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I was reading easy. my journal recently yeah. and I was like, eh, I had a lot of problems that yeah. were not really problems. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, what really works is I have two amazing friends. Mm. So I would say it comes back again now to networks. Yeah. Yeah. I have two amazing friends. I met them in my last year of university. So nine months we were together, but we've become best friends. That was seven years ago. Yeah. And we all we know that if I go on WhatsApp and I message this person, she's going to reply. Mm -hmm. Even if she doesn't reply immediately, I know whatever she says, she's going to say it's going to be good. Yes. Yeah. Even if she's criticizing me, she's going to be constructively criticizing me. Yes. So it's finding that one thing that works for you. Mm -hmm. mm. I think that's actually quite good. And uh, even when I talk about the the thought process, something that I actually learned and then later a friend of mine told me what it was, mm -hmm. was that I think I, was, I would get anxiety attacks and I didn't even realize that's what it was. I, for me, it was just like I felt like a tornado was building up very slowly then before I knew it was full blown. And mm -hmm. I'm you, you, there's a way in which anxiety blinds you to reasoning mm -hmm. to any, it's cold sweats, it's, mm -hmm. and it could be blazing hot outside, but literally I've gone cold. My, mm -hmm. I can feel my fingertips are cold. And I remember thinking, at the time, I couldn't stop the process because it feels like a runaway train. Like, I can't grab it. It has already no, gone. It's can't. derailed off the tracks. I can't pull it back. But one of the things that I started to hear was someone say, you, you have to interrupt the thought process. Mm -hmm. So all along, it's just like, oh, gosh, I'm late, I'm late. I'm late. You're stuck in our usual crazy traffic jam of Kampala. Your meeting mm -hmm. is probably right in the center of town. You're stuck at the ginger mm -hmm. road lights. There's heavy tra traffic all sides. You can't see how you're going to make this important mm -hmm. meeting. And suddenly, your mind just goes off. Yeah, And I remember just hearing, uh, remembering what someone had said, which was, in times of stress, if you feel some, it's falling apart, just keep repeating to yourself, I'm not going to die from this. Mm -hmm. I am not going to die mm -hmm. from this. I am not. And at first I thought, of course I'm not. I know I'm not going to die from it. That's stupid. Why would anyone even say that? <laughs> but like you said, as cheesy as saying to yourself in the mirror, you're beautiful or you're kind, you're, 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 you're an intelligent person. What it did was stop the thought process. So the train came to a stop and suddenly now I could get, I was on another track that was slower, calmer, and was just like, you know, I'm not going to die from this. I am not. Yeah. And suddenly I was just like, okay. And even as recently as today, I have a terrible, horrible fear of thunderstorms. And I was meeting up with a friend and she insisted that we sit outside. I was beginning to rain. And I was looking at the clouds because provided you have a phobia, you know what's coming. I was just like, it's got so to be a thunderstorm. Yeah. yeah, but I am paranoid. But it was one of things where I was just like, I can't, and I can't talk myself out of it. It's yeah, one of things where yeah. I was like, I know it's a, par it's a paranoid thing. And I know it seems silly. I know I'm not going to be struck mm -hmm. by lightning. But, but it doesn't still. matter. It feels like it's going to happen. So I was seated outside. And I remember she said, ask me, are you feeling cold? I was like, no, I'm feeling cold. And I'm trying to keep it together. Like, I'm not feeling cold. Everything's cool. She's like, no, but if you feel like it, we can move in, indoors. Because she's like, I want to be outside, you know, fresh air. I'm in my head, I'm thinking, I don't want to be. I want to be inside where it's safe, where there are walls, where, yeah. it's, where I know it's a controlled environment. And then I remember that mantra. And I was thinking, would it work in this situation? Yeah. So I didn't want to tell her that I was terrified of a thunderstorm because I knew she would feel bad and be like, okay, let's go in. So or just, laugh at you anyway. Or laugh, but she's yeah. not the kind to laugh. She's very kind that way. But <laughs> yeah, the people can start laughing hysterically. Oh, you're scared of... Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. like being scared yeah. of a cat. Like, what's the cat going yeah. to do to you? So I remember having to say, okay, will, will the system still work again? And she's telling me something very important and I know I have to pay attention. So have, the mantra starts in my head, you are not going to die from this. You're not going to die from this. You're not going to die from this. And I actually started to calm down. Funny thing is now I tell her, while it was still raining, it had sort of calmed down. I was like, oh, you know, by the way, I'm terrified of thunderstorms. She was like, what? Why were we seated out here? We could have gone inside. <laughs> I was like, no, I was trying this thing because, you know, yeah. when lightning happens, and the minute I said, when lightning happens, poof, flash across the oh, sky. Wow. I was just like, so let's keep it together. Do not run inside. <laughs> <laughs> just keep yourself calm. Yeah. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. So I think it's also important for 
what we might consider the minor mm-hmm. the minor things if you're going through the moment mm-hmm. to remind yourself that it's going to be okay you will not die from this mm-hmm. and relax because i do remember right from school seeing friends going through this mm-hmm. and it will happen during exam time mm-hmm. where the atmosphere in the schools already tense and everyone's trying to read and it's mm-hmm. all this anxiety that's built you can literally feel the tension the minute you walk into a school yeah because it's quiet it's everyone's hurrying about like eat your food quickly and go <laughs> quick you know if, if if the school is a strict guys sometimes skip their meals so i think it's also important for our younger people our younger audience to also understand this and maybe for their parents as well that when your child is going through this anxiety to give them the coping techniques that they need to to, to yeah. repeat to themselves and get them through that moment to know you will be like fine. it's an exam yeah. you yeah. go through it it's not going to end yeah. the world it will not be okay you. it's mm-hmm. not going to kill you exactly and, and for them to have a man what we do with the clients yeah. oh yeah mm-hmm. so i understand you also work with young children i do work with mm-hmm. young children mm-hmm. but mostly i work with young children doing assessments mm-hmm. and then i work with preteens to yeah. teenagers mm-hmm. and that's why I do a little bit of therapy and working with them through whatever issues they're facing mm-hmm. and my like, teenagers have issues eh? it's yeah. sad yeah. when you actually think about the things they're dealing with I feel like they're dealing with more than we were dealing with or mm-hmm. maybe I was a sheltered child mm-hmm. I don't know because yeah. I feel like a lot more children in Uganda are dealing with divorce now mm-hmm. where like yeah. our generation our parents quietly stayed together and suffered or yeah. they just never you talked never talked about, about it, about it. No, and now, if they did separate mm-hmm. you had no right to actually mm-hmm. talk about it mm-hmm. it was their thing mm-hmm. so it tormented you because I think that the, what is happening like you find that most people who are getting married end up divorcing mm-hmm. or separating it's because of the effect of the things they never discussed exactly. they come from mainly broken homes exactly. then they think their relationships are going to be okay but they have baggage that they haven't mm-hmm. dealt with so it doesn't work like that so we have a lot of baggage in this country i think there are so many broken hearts mm-hmm. exactly that's the problem yeah Exactly. But you'll find, like, young, young, well, I mostly work with young girls. I haven't met that many young boys yet. But a lot of them have, they're dealing with self-harm. They're beginning to deal with addiction. Then they also have their issues with relationships. Yeah. They have depression. They have anxiety. That's, now that cuts across all children. Yes. Because I feel like the Ugandan curriculum, eh? this whole O-levels, A-levels things, we mm. stress the kids. Mm. So, like, they're all struggling mm. and those are the things that they come to you with and i think for me the saddest thing i've found is that they find it hard to talk to their parents so the ones i'm meeting have actually managed either their school came and said this child has a problem and if you want this child to remain in our school deal mm. them for help yeah. or you'll find this one child who like braved the odds and said daddy i'm not okay and then daddy happened to be sensible that day mm. and he was like okay let's go and get you help yeah yeah but that's the it's a big big thing that I'm finding and I'm mm-hmm. catching and we've actually so me and my colleague her name is Zena we've actually started something and we call it the mental wellness club and we're trying to get it started in high schools because mm-hmm. we said we'd start with the kids who actually have a little bit more independence mm-hmm. and we're training kids about mental health awareness so we're teaching them what to catch when to catch it how and these are just the big things so they look at depression anxiety then schizophrenia because schizophrenia starts when you're in high school but mm. people don't catch it until you're in university mm. and then PTSD because like when people get raped a lot of the time they show PTSD symptoms mm. so PTSD oh an addiction obviously and abuse yes. mm. yeah those are the four ones and epilepsy mm. because epilepsy in Uganda is considered a mental illness yeah yeah, yeah. So what, yeah. what 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 are the the tips you're giving the children to identify and to catch these things early? Um, so we give them the main symptoms like if you're feeling sad, mm-hmm. if you're feeling like your if your behavior has changed. I like what you said earlier. You feel like you're not okay but everyone thinks you're that okay. Fine, yeah. yeah. That's one of the big things I tell them if that's happening for mm-hmm. you. So those they're like five because mm-hmm. we don't want to overburden them. Yeah. And then from there we actually want to have them plan their own what's the word for it like their own treatment plan yes. i would say mm. intervention plan because mm-hmm. when you, when we talked we had we had a pilot session with high school kids about five of them and mm-hmm. they're like for me i can't go to the school counselor because she gossips in the staff room mm-hmm. i'm going to Trust walk by issues. and hear my problems yeah. yeah so we're like okay so what would you do and then they're like okay there's teacher let's say teacher Hosea. Teacher Hosea, he's good, he's very patient, he's very kind. I know if I talk to him, he'll either talk to my mom or get me help somehow, somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And as so we actually have each of the we're going to have each of the clubs in each school plan how they're going to get help. And then 
talking to their parents will be like the final thing, mm. but not necessarily the thing you need to do. Because we're yes. hoping mm. that we're not going to be seeing kids who have big, big problems. Mm-hmm. We just want to catch them before they when become... Yeah, mm-hmm. Catch them earlier. Mm-hmm. So my, now my thing is that that means the parents are now not connected to their children at all. Mm. So if your child is not talking to you, mm-hmm. so what relationship do you have with your child? Mm-hmm. I think in the, we, we can't blame the parents as well because when we look at what we were, we were discussing, you know, Uganda being, first of all, number one entrepreneur country in the world, yeah. and then being number six in terms of mm-hmm. mental health, you know. And being number two via alcoholic okay. consumption. Yes. Yeah. So when we think about this, parents are under a lot of stress, stress. and pressure mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah. So it now goes back to what you said when it comes to background. Mm. If we saw our own parents, especially our fathers, mm-hmm. working hard, putting food on the table, that sort of thing. So no question so much. You, you never, as a child, think to question, is daddy okay? Is mommy mm-hmm. okay? It's just like they're the providers. They look mm-hmm. after us. They're strong. They're all these things. Mm. If he's upset because of work, you just brush it off as one bad day or whatever. Mm. But you can recognize the signs as a child, you know. How does your parent come back in? How do the children behave the minute the father walks mm-hmm. into the house or mom walks into the house? Do, yeah. Does the atmosphere change? Do people suddenly start finding excuses mm-hmm. to get out of the sitting room so that no one yeah. is in the same room with them? So these are things as parents, I believe, we can start paying attention to. Mm. But it's important for them to look after this themselves. So if a parent is stressed out and is focused on, okay, it is now, let's assume it's it's August, it's the school holidays. Mm-hmm. I now have to, the next three weeks, I have to make sure I, have I, have to make sure fees, I get school fees. And not only just school fees, there is the grub, there is the school mm-hmm. uniform, there are all these activities that the child is doing. Or they have a trip and to Nairobi. And you're feeding a teenager who eats a loaf of bread in two days. <laughs> two days, yeah. So yeah. you imagine all those things parents are going through. And then they don't really have that time. Provided they see you, you're you're, Mm -hmm. you're healthy. It's just like check, check, check. Because they're thinking, you think back as a child, they're like, whatever problems I might have Mm -hmm. had as a child, I outgrew them and I understood them. I was fine. And the same will happen for my kids. Mm -hmm. They'll be okay. Mm -hmm. So I love your system because if children are able to catch it amongst themselves because they can be each other's keeper, Mm -hmm. can be your brother's keeper, your sister's keeper, you're able to catch it and you've come up with a system how to do it. It works so that by the time it's being brought to the parent as the last stage, Mm -hmm. like maybe now this is out of their hands, we now have to involve uh, your your parents to come in and step. Mm. It will also give the parents a time to reevaluate. But then it's also important that as a parent, if your child walks up to you, mm-hmm. if they're that brave and they say, I have yeah. a problem, that you pay attention yeah. and you don't dismiss it as teenage angst. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, just being a bit of a drama queen. This is a dolo that you're going mm-hmm. through. It will go. It will pass. Yeah. It will, yeah. Don't be so quick to dismiss mm-hmm. their their, their feelings and, and how, their feelings. yeah, the, you know, the reluctance to go to school. I yeah. don't want to have maybe bullying is happening, mm-hmm. maybe it's addiction, maybe mm-hmm. it's self harm. It could be that your child has faced abuse and you have no idea, mm-hmm. yeah. So, as hard, I mean, being a parent is so I'm not a parent myself, but I, yeah. I know one, one of us parents here, no, oh, here, here <laughs> but I'm, it's a, I'm a parent at secondary level, <laughs> yes, you are a parent, yeah, I am a parent, <laughs> yes, you are, and you've, I, you've I, I think, I think children, it's both ways, like you said. The parents go through their own phases. Mm-hmm. You're looking for you want to take you want to give this child the best yeah. that you can. Mm-hmm. So you're doing whatever you can. So I also think parents, on the other hand, need counseling. Yeah. They need help too. Mm-hmm. Like when they are stressed out, who do they talk to? Mm-hmm. Do they have friends? Do they have a network? Mm-hmm. So if they could also get their own system, mm-hmm. yeah, and apply the same yeah. technique that she has with mm-hmm. with the kids, mm-hmm. help each other then you're able to help your child or you're able to pay attention to the things that you're not seeing. Mm. So I think it's such a good point that you've raised in Mm. terms of if the parents could mimic what their children are doing. Because our ways of relieving our stress would be, oh, I'm just going to hang out at the bar Mm -hmm. with With my friends. Drink with friends. Exactly. There's so much you can do. Read a book. Yeah, which might not exactly do it for you. Yeah. Sometimes I think the whole idea of... um, just checking in with mm-hmm. yourself. Yes. Am I okay? Yeah. Uh, whether you're a father, mother, mm-hmm. auntie, you're a parent, you're raising a child, you're a guardian. Mm. I think it's very important for you to check in with yourself to say, am I okay? Am mm. I doing fine? Because you can only push yourself to a certain point before you finally break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it would be good to just check in every now and then. Whether it's a Sunday when you, yeah. you have your day off and your moment of, of peace mm-hmm. before you go back to the chaos of mm-hmm. your, your, your family life. Yeah. But also maybe even if you don't have a spare moment, say in your own home, to tell people mm. for the next hour, 
I don't mm, want to talk to yeah. anyone. Unless it's someone my is, moment. Yeah, unless, unless someone, someone is, is dying, yes. do not knock on my door. Yeah. Unless someone is literally at that death's door. That is so important. Do not. And for kids to recognize that their parents also need a break, to cut yeah. them some slack. Yeah? yeah. So I think the whole self-care, kindness towards each other, the empathy, it, it's so, so, so important when it comes to our mental mm. health that and we I, take for granted. I was also going to say, I think also for parents to not try to be perfect. And, mm. Yes. You know, parents are always trying to... I know everything. Yes. I do everything right. Your job is to do everything right, like me. And yet, actually, they're struggling. Yeah. So then, your children feel like they can't talk to you because you're perfect. You won't understand the problems I'm going through. Yeah. As opposed to you being honest and saying, "Okay, you know what? I also struggled in math when mm. I was in P five. Yeah. So <laughs> I understand your problems. How can we help uh, yeah. you do how better? How can you? How can you those, be yeah. that twenty? Those stories yeah. of 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 working by the yes. many miles to Miles yes. and then you are still able yes. to be number one in your class. Traumatizing yeah. us for mm. nothing. Mm. Because I. Remember remember one of the key things now my mother is a psychiatrist so I had mm. the pleasure of being raised by a mental health worker mm. Mm. and I remember when we were I was 16 and she was going she was like in between contracts mm. so she tells us I'm firing the maid mm. and all of us through a hissy fit there's three of us mm. we're like how can you fire the maid we loved her we had had her <laughs> since we were like since my little sister mm. was like five mm. and now my sister is like 10 mm. okay no longer yeah Anyway, so we're like, you can't fire Howard. And now another parent of some it is what I have said. I am the one who pays the bills. Keep yes. quiet, go away. <laughs> yes. But my mom actually went. She got a notebook and a pen. And then she came to the sitting room and she's like, Give sit down. Reasons. No, she said, sit down. And then she writes in the notebook. She's like, this is how much I make. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, this is how much it costs to educate you, school you. What yes. Then she's like, this is how much you eat. This is, this is like <laughs> entertainment. And then she's like, okay, do you see how much money is left over? Like, yeah. And she's like, okay, so now where am I supposed to pay Rose from? Yeah. And we're like, we don't know. And then she's like, and I also need to save money. Yvonne, you're starting university in a few years. You Ooh. two are studying. Yes. And, and then we're like, yeah. And then she's like, do you understand? And then we're like, yeah. She's like, I'm not letting her. And she explained. Mm. And then after she explained, we were so sad that Rose was going. Yeah. Yeah. But, but we understood. understood. And so I think parents should be more open to having conversations that are that honest with mm. their children. Because you'd be surprised. Your children understand to some extent. Mm. But they only understand as much as you let them. Yeah. yeah. I think that, that that's is such... A deep and powerful point. point there. Yes. I think we sometimes we, we, we shelter our children mm-hmm. because we think they don't need to mm-hmm. know that. Yeah. They don't you don't need to expose them. Let them enjoy their childhood. Mm-hmm. And yet you'd be amazed by the feedback, the understanding that they would get where they'd be like, yeah. I get why you have to do this. You find them willing to help around the house. So whatever it is, yeah. It's it surprises me that the fact that you feel I need to do this, yeah. my child must. Mm-hmm. I don't think your children must give your child the best you, you can. can. Yeah. Not what you stress to can, but what you can in that moment. And be happy with yourself. Mm. Be happy mm. that you have achieved. Like like you were, t- we were talking about this earlier. Mm. Yeah. Like you ask yourself, what have I achieved this year? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You look at your bank account, you're saying, eh, but it's a bank account, how much they add? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The moment is leaving the uh-huh, entire moment yes. is leaving the entire <laughs> Then you look at the things that you've done. Mm. But if you sit down and actually write notes of the things that you've done, mm-hmm. the things that you have managed to achieve, you'll find that there is a lot. Yes. Or like Sola, like you like to say, Google mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah? Mm-hmm. To remind yourself that you're actually somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It gives yeah. you hope. Yeah. 100%. Because if you don't have hope that that the new day is nothing mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. So me, I think some of these problems, depression especially, mm-hmm. say, and anxiety. Yes. Some of them we throw ourselves there. So, like you said, it's it's a good thing to catch them before mm-hmm. they prevent them, mm-hmm. so we don't find ourselves in those positions mm-hmm. of even have friends, and and friends in the real sense that okay, yes. Fine, yes. You might that's have, important. You might have yeah, you have over a thousand friends mm-hmm. yes because you know a lot of people. You know the guys who right from primary. You have mm-hmm. people who you are friends with in O level, A level. So there's that whole thing of you have quite a number of uh-huh. friends. Facebook, you're like even they tell you, man, you reached your limit. You should now become an institution because one person <laughs> cannot have all these friends. Yeah. yeah. So it's important amongst your friends that you do have, whether it's one or two people whom you trust. Yes. Mm-hmm. And whose trust you also earn. Yeah. And so give back. If someone yeah. tells you something, for heaven's sake, do not feel the need to say. I know what Kathy is going through. <laughs> Kathy broke up with her boyfriend. Kathy, did, Kathy has not even given me the right to say that information. So yes. as far as I'm concerned, if Kathy comes and tells me something. She doesn't even have to say this is between you and me. Kathy has come and told me something. 
Then Yvonne comes and says, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've noticed something different about Kathy. Is she mm-hmm. okay? I said, uh, Kathy is pregnant. Yes. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah. She but the guy dumped her. Yeah. He doesn't want to know. He doesn't want to know her cavosi. Mm-hmm. You're so forthcoming. Yeah. So it's one of the things where you might think, but Yvonne is Kathy's friend. So yeah. it's not a big deal. So it's also you learning what it means to be a friend and for you to mm-hmm. identify who your friends are and people you know who they are. You really need to find people who mm-hmm. you can actually talk to and then mm-hmm. invest in them. Yes. And talk, talk about the investment bit because now that's the thing people don't get. What does it mean to invest in your relationships, especially the ones that are going to help you with your mental state of being? Honestly, I'm listening. Those are the two big things. Communication, basically. It's the biggest thing. Like people say, oh, communication, when they're talking about like guy-girl relationships. But mm. even with your father, your mother, your sisters, your brothers, mm. your friends, communicate and listen and not always go in. I think when it comes to family, we find ourselves falling back into the patterns of behavior we had when we lived at home. Yeah. So if you are buddies with one sibling, if you are, if you did not like your mother, then every single time you're with in that same space, mm-hmm. you're going to fall back into the pattern of okay, for me, I'm the one who's always the one who has something clever to say, yes. or I'm the one who's the baby. Mm-hmm. I'm the, and so instead of actually listening to what the person is saying in front of you, and they're saying, oh, I don't think Kathy that you should be doing this because I don't think it helps you. Instead, mm-hmm. you're saying she's just saying that because she's daddy's favorite. I don't even and then you just stop listening you get Mm. so it's just constantly listening and being honest about what you're feeling Mm. and that honesty doesn't have to be with cruelty people no it's no don't hit people over the head no (laughs) just be like man this is who I am accept me as I am no it's it's my truth Mm. my truth I'm unapologetic (laughs) yeah that's how I feel speaking my truth is the one that That Kamozi bores me (laughs) yeah like like who the hell do you think you are Mm -hmm. like do you ever question yourself Mm -hmm. of there's always some people look at themselves, mm-hmm. yeah. So in they never think of themselves like I most I could be wrong. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's always the other party. But what about you? Don't you mm-hmm. think you have faults? And not only that, Kathy. When you say that to 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 look at yourself, is to also say, am I not listening enough? Because yeah. this person keeps pushing this the point. Same and thing, they, yeah. if you notice the behavior in your friend, whoever you're talking to, as they get agitated and they keep saying, you, you're mm-hmm. not listening. Yeah. I am trying to tell mm-hmm. you something. And you're just like, what? I'm listening. But you're, you're hearing them, but you're not actually Sorry? listening, yeah, yeah, listening, yeah, listening to, to what they have to say. Yeah. So I think talk less, listen more yeah. is, is a good way to mm-hmm. start. But yeah. if you're not even someone who's that talkative, it is just to pay attention to what exactly are you trying to say? What am exactly. I missing? What am this I person missing? might be yeah. saying, you don't understand me. Let's assume it's a family situation. You don't understand me. I don't think this thing could be. And you're thinking, what, what, what exactly is going on? Mm-hmm. It's not that I'm not listening to you, mm-hmm. but what exactly is going on? Mm-hmm. She's having issues at work. Exactly. She probably is a boss. She's being challenged by the people underneath her. So maybe now it's resurfacing here at home at where home. she thinks mm-hmm. once again, mm-hmm. nobody's listening. It's happening. Listening. No, one is yeah. Listening. Yeah. no one's listening to me. So I think... Uh, in terms of our relationships when it comes to our mental health, it is so important to maintain really good ones. Get rid of toxic people. Mm-hmm. And I get those are people who will drive you literally, <laughs> they will drive you up the wall. As far as your mental state of mind is concerned, you do not need to be in, um, and maybe when you break this down in a more uh, sensible way, the people who the people who are very good at gaslighting, mm. yeah, mm-hmm. um, they set you up for certain situations mm-hmm. where they. They know what your weak buttons are. You say, all, yes. you have, all you have to tell Kathy is that you don't think she's being clear. Yeah. And she will lose the plot. Mm-hmm. That's all you have to say. Yeah. So, I don't know if you can explain the gaslighting <laughs> technique that people use, that how you have to recognize no, those are just the, terrible toxic, people. Yeah, the toxic people yeah. that are in your Because some of them people are not who, aggressive. People who intentionally, mm-hmm. like people intentionally, they know what triggers you. Yeah, so they know when to hurt you because usually they feel that you hurt them. So it's a tit for tat kind of thing. Mm. It's it's a vengeful game. Yeah. People are not mature about issues. They the don't know honesty. how to go about different things. And the honesty. To yes, with like it, yeah. if I've done something to you, Saul, mm. I wait for a moment and say, yeah, Solea, mm-hmm. Solea likes this, Solea likes that. So at what moment can I hit at her? Mm. So I wait for that moment and boom. Mm. It doesn't matter how long it has taken, but I'll still get you. Yeah. They're just hurtful people. Mm. People who are also failing to deal with themselves mm-hmm. because they feel they deserve the right to get their vengeance. So it's it's just them. They also have issues. They don't know how to deal. They don't know how to talk. Mm. Communication, like she was mm-hmm. saying. Mm-hmm. If somebody has hurt you, just come on. Kathy, you know what, what you said to me the other day? 
man. It hurt me. You hurt my feelings. It takes a you lot made, of courage to takes, say that. Yes. yes. Yeah. So, it hurt my feelings. Mm. No, you're and, you've and said not for <laughs> You've said a lot of definitely true stuff. Yeah. I think one of the things that stands out always, and I learned this, and it, it's always been true, is that for human beings, all of our problems go back to relationships. So yeah. it's your relationships at work, your relationships at home, your relationship with your friends. So the way you treat them is also part of being yeah. who you are. It's part mm. of yourself. Mm. As a human being, you know how they say no man is an island? Yes. Mm. Yeah. It's true. It's not. Mm. It's sometimes it's not great, but mm. it's true. Mm. So true. it is true that you need to be careful on how you're treating others. And loving yourself does not mean mistreating others. Yes. I think a lot of the time when people say I love myself and they become very defensive, it comes from a place of weakness. Yeah. It comes from a place of because they know it's not true. Yeah. <laughs> it comes from a place of anxiety <laughs> and like not being sure in who they yeah. are and their yeah. identity, and mm. so. I would actually challenge everyone who's you too, everyone mm. who's listening. Whenever someone says they love themselves and they they come off as defensive and somewhat, what are you mm. going to do for me? I like I like hey. the way I am. Yeah. yeah. To be like, okay, but why? Yeah. Like what what is it about yourself that you really as in that question them, make it a conversation mm. as opposed to it because for them they're doing it as a full stop. Stop yes. stop digging into me, this. Yeah. Stop yeah. asking me more about this. So make it more. Mm. Build it. Yeah. Because people are, people are interesting people that way. <laughs> yeah. For me, the one thing that I think disturbs me mm-hmm. is that most people don't realize how powerful their brains are. Mm-hmm. People take the brain for granted. Mm-hmm. They feel like, oh, I have had this thought. Sometimes those thoughts are not meant to be in your head. Mm-hmm. But for me, in my head as a writer, if your subconscious is speaking more than your normal mind... Mm-hmm. I would call it that. Mm-hmm. You'd have it's like you have other people living. Yeah. You are allowing the other voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's like your your good side and your bad side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So who do you want to be? You have got to make a choice. Mm-hmm. You can't be listening to this other voice which keeps on because yeah. those voices are there. Mm-hmm. People don't want to accept or talk about it, mm-hmm. but everybody has that voice mm-hmm. in your head that talks to you. Mm-hmm. So how much do you feed that voice? Yeah? Yeah. yeah. How much listening do you do? Mm-hmm. If something is being negative in your mm-hmm. head and you feel like, ah, oh, man, that's me. And then you end up doing things, mm-hmm. negative things, mm-hmm. because you feel it's a part mm-hmm. of who you are. And that's something I would say. Sometimes mm. you think you're self-caring, but actually you're feeding the mm. voice that is giving you all the negativity. Yes. So like if for you, self-care involves like sitting at home and like locking yourself in the house and not, the phone is ringing, people asking, are you okay? Mm. So there, are you okay, Kathy? And you're like, ah, I'm not going to reply. Self-care. That's your feeding, your negativity <laughs> yeah, at a certain feeding. point. Yeah. So you need to be careful, mm. very, very careful that you're not feeding that part of you. Mm. Freud actually calls it the id. Yeah. That the, negative ah, That id guy. Mm. Yes. Okay. The id, the ego, and the, the super ego. The super ego. Now, yeah. if you feed some of those voices, they can actually lead you in mm. a different route. So break, even break it down for me. So it does what? Who is it, it is actually the evil one. It is all your wants. But I wouldn't say evil. It's like all your wants, your desires, you know, uh-huh. everything you want, mm. but uncontrollable. Yes. yes. Uncontrollable. Mm. So, you know, yes. you shouldn't eat the whole container of ice cream. But you'll say, your uh, id will say eat five. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> then, oh, don't share. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And then your super ego is like the good. It's like the how you have the shoot. evil angel. And the, mm. So this yeah. is the good. The, the super ego is your good angel. If mm. I remember correctly, it's also mm. been a while for me. Mm. So and then so that's the one that's why so you do this, do that, do that. But mm. it's a very mental. It's up here. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, your it it's is objective. down here. Mm. It's it it's wants almost, it wants almost, right now. It, it's almost yeah. sitting in your heart or yes, your chest. Yes. Like, Get it and now. then your ego is the balance. Mm. It's, it's the, balance. the bridge between the two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So every day you're supposed to be figuring out what do I need to get to from the super ego to the ego to be me. Mm. So you as you wake up every day and walk out of the house is the ego. Mm. It's that how the two of them come in. Mm. So if you're not careful, you'll be letting in more of the id yeah, than the super ego. Super ego. But a good person is letting in a balance mm. because you should still be getting what you want, mm-hmm. but you should also still be doing what's right. Mm. Yeah. I think we have discussed quite a bit and what I'm hoping for is for us to have a part two of this. Uh, we want people to think more about their mental health, how that, and probably how they hadn't connected it to their own relationships. We're hoping that our next episode uh, following mental health will do with uh, 
or one that will connect to mental health, well, we will actually be talking to people who have experienced some form of mental, whether it's anxiety or depression, but to the level where it has had to be, you know, you have to see a professional or you have to have medication for it. Um, and then hopefully you can get to something bigger that will help everybody. But before we conclude, I would like to hear last words from you, from Kathy, and then <laughs> we can say goodbye to our guests. I mean, our audience. Yes, you are our guests anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I think as far as mental illness goes, and I feel like we didn't talk about it enough, mm-hmm. but I would just go and say that people shouldn't worry so much about depression, anxiety, schizophrenia, because those are just labels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't mean very much. How one person experiences depression is very different from another person. Mm-hmm. And the same goes for all those other illnesses. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, doctors are using that to help drug you, I would say. Mm. But the space where we're moving towards is where, like, not only will be people getting drugs, they'll also be able to get therapy, and therapy is very individualized. Mm. So we're moving away from labels. Soon people will just be saying, it's a spectrum, Mm -hmm. as in you go from happy to sad, you go from happy to anxious, Mm -hmm. and it won't be about a specific label because those don't matter at the end of the day. It's about how that specific person feels in the moment. Mm. And yeah. If you feel like you need help, there's so many different avenues to get help in Kampala. People don't know about them, but they're actually there. Mm-hmm. For example, obviously you can go to Butabika, mm-hmm. but they have very, very many patients and it's there's an overload. So, But it's free. Mm-hmm. You can also go to Malago. They have a mental health clinic in Malago as well. Mm-hmm. Wednesdays is for children. I'm not sure which day is for adults, but they have a mental health clinic at Malago. It is also free. The drugs is what will cost you. Okay. And also obviously sitting in line for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Those are the realities of the situation. Mm-hmm. But because we're psychologists and we've been trained to be, I guess, aware of what people are going through, There's so many different psychologists who are able to offer therapy at different rates. There's a lot of psychologists who also, even the more expensive ones, they will say that if I have seven clients this month, my eighth client is going to be free. So it's being aware of that and just going and trying to find a therapist who fits your needs. Don't worry so much about the cost because if a therapist can't help you, they will usually find someone who can. Mm. So where where does someone start in regards to if someone, okay, for example, if I came up and said, okay, I need to look for a therapist. Mm -hmm. So if I'm not going to Butabika or to Mm -hmm. Mulago, where is the next step? Is there a place online that I can mm-hmm. look up names? Is there another place that I can mm-hmm. go to where I can be recommended to a good therapist? Uh, so that's not there at the moment, mm. but we're trying. Yeah. Like There's a bunch of psychologists who are trying to get ourselves organized. So, because at first we thought Ugandans didn't want therapy. Then we've been meeting people who so said, we want therapy. We don't know where to go. Yes. Mm. Um, so... For, there's four psychologists, me and three of my colleagues, we started something called Safe Space. Mm-hmm. And what it is, is people come, like if you think you need therapy, but you don't want to go to a therapy session. Yes. So that's what it is. It's like a feeler session. You mm-hmm. go, you talk to a therapist, you talk to an actual therapist in an actual therapy setting, mm-hmm. but it's not a therapy session. It's like, this is what I think my problem is. What would be my options? How do I go from here? If you want, it can be a therapy session, but it's 30 minutes and it's just... It's kind of a place to air your Yeah. Mm. It's in Nakasero at the Wild Orchid, above La Rousse. Mm-hmm. Naka- so I guess opposite Imperial Royale. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Inside Empathy Counseling Center. Right. Yeah. So that's what we do. Mm. And then as a part of that, we're also going to try and set up a list of all the psychologists in Kampala so people can have a place where they can get it. And I'm hoping to have it on Facebook. So that would be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> that honestly, because now today you just like let me Google and find out, yes. you know, where can I find a therapist? Yeah. So empathy center? Empathy counseling. Empathy counseling. Mm-hmm. Um, so people can easily find you mm-hmm. and your colleagues there. Mm-hmm. And if you're overwhelmed by the mm-hmm. numbers, you'll be able to recommend them yeah. to other therapists. Um, but thank you so much. I know we didn't tackle too much about mental illness and I knew that was going to happen that's why I said we're going to have to have another episode yeah. where we actually delve into yeah. it for now it was just to get the conversation yeah. going and maybe this can be something we do every month where mm-hmm. we say it's a mental health day mm-hmm. so guys let's now check mm-hmm. in and you know Yvonne is back to advise mm-hmm. us you know Kathy any last words well I think all I can say is uh, people should not be stigmatized over this issue like if you feel you need help please get help mm-hmm before things become worse or anything like that just get help it doesn't it doesn't matter what people think about you or what they say mm. just get help for your own sake all right thank you so much for being a part of the show we hope to have you back very very soon this has been quite enlightening mm. i know we've just touched the tip of the iceberg but we will get into it in the episodes that are to follow 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode. But before you head off to the rest of your day, please take a moment to leave your comments on any of our social media platforms. Until then, see ya. God bless you.